0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm Can't tell me I'm not. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Our guest this week on the Finding God Podcast is a friend of the podcast. You've heard his name many times. He's been an artist of the week several times, but his name is Josh Snyder. Josh has been gracious enough to let me use his music a lot on this podcast, and this week he is here to share his story about how he found God. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Josh. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the Finding God podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us about how you found God.
1: Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. I am going to ask you the famous question I ask everybody because I think it's important to kind of see where you start off of your journey and finding out about God. So I am going to ask you: Did you? know about God as a child and what was your childhood like
1: childhood my childhood was uh was very good I, I I look back and I don't see uh a whole lot of marks for uh trauma or things that I can look back and complain about I actually was raised in a uh, in a preacher's home I uh I was I was a preacher's kid so I grew up from a very very young young age I had a knowledge of God I had a know, I went to church. I went to Sunday school. I was, the, you know, the, the kid that was annoying and stood up and knew all the answers to the Bible quiz questions and thought I knew everything about God and the word of God by the time I hit 12. Um, and uh, I, I know we'll, we can, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the furtherance of it and, and how God essentially needed to become personal. And that was something that I, I don't think that I had at, at a young age is the personal uh relationship with god and that's, that's essentially what it's all about and that's probably what we we'll come down to but it's simply and, and in short my childhood was it was good I had solid parents they had truth i believe they they spoke life into uh into to myself and my four siblings i had four siblings and uh um and and we all we all uh we all had a had a good upbringing i guess just just simply put and uh so i i had a knowledge of God at a very young age.
0: That is awesome. Kind of remind me of myself when I was a kid, because I was also the annoying kid who knew every answer. Everyone always wanted me on their team for everything. Even when we did like Bible sword drills and you had to find the verse in the Bible. I was like, always the one who got it. So I, that resonates. (laughs) I totally get that. So as a child, what was one thing that you remember about God that really stuck with you and resonated in your young mind?
1: So like I said, at a young age, I I had roots in Christendom. I, I had a knowledge of God and, uh, the 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 one thing that I remember that sticks out was again a very young age um, first and foremost I remember knowing and finding out and coming to the knowledge that God um, had a higher standard than any of us had and so in one regard that was true but in another regard I did not know truly and truly understand what Christ did for me at, at at that time and I I remember uh, every time that I did something that wasn't right, maybe I, uh, I, I stole a candy bar from the the store or or uh, I don't know, I lied about something or tried to lie about something. I, I remember praying um, after after the event or after whatever happened, and and asking God to forgive me and please don't send me to hell or something <laughs> like that. So so at my in my young mind, I I was not totally aware of the love of God and what that all implied and what grace was and all this all the other things that I began to understand and and then eventually had to make personal because it wasn't just my parents belief it wasn't just what I was raised in it wasn't just the church that I was raised in that could ultimately save me or give me the faith that I needed to take on into my adolescence and my teen years
0: speaking of adolescence how was your adolescence now i know a lot of times adolescence is difficult because you're trying to figure out who you are where you are how you fit in in the world with your friends and family and sometimes you make good decisions in adolescence and sometimes you don't so what was that like for you
1: so i uh, i look back and i i i see a very insecure kid um and i even today i probably wrestle with some of the same insecurities but the insecurities um, were were rooted in the ideas and the thoughts that come to my mind that I'm never good enough and that I I can never do enough. I can never be enough and and things like that. And, uh, and, and through the adolescences, that's when I truly started formulating and and making God personal to me. I remember, uh, so I I had my, my profession of faith was made when I was like five years old, when I came to, came to God and I said, thank you for what you did on the cross. Please be my Lord. I made that profession as a five-year-old, and wow. and and over the years after that, though I I struggled with being sure and what that all meant, and so by the time I hit twelve or thirteen, I believe it was, I I made sure and mm-hmm. I made sure that that was a, a legitimate profession in my life, and and but even after all of that, even after the insecurities and the wrestling with you know was God truly my Lord and 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 things like that as as a young kid, I. I began to, uh, I, after I verified, I should say, after I, after I confessed with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in my heart that God raised Him from the dead, as Romans nine or Romans uh, ten, nine and ten states. Um, after I did all that and made sure that that was for me, I, I went on to actually go through some of the worst years of my life uh, in my in my teen years. Um, I, I found myself struggling with, you know, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, you might categorize and throw in a lot of. Just this normal teen stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, break away and uh, and rebel, and I did. Um, I you know I look back to, to you know I didn't I didn't I didn't mess around with certain things like drugs or alcohol. I never had that desire. I never did, I never. Uh, my parents raised me well enough to tell me that and to instill in me that that uh, even if you're gonna do something stupid, um, uh, you get the right words here for it even if you're gonna go do something stupid you don't want to get to where you're blacking out or forgetting what stupid thing you did and 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 making things worse and so I, I never had that desire to uh, to use substances or anything like that but I did have other struggles that were um, some sensual and sexual nature I had other struggles that were uh, you know like I said peer pressure and just doing stupid stuff like a teenager does as, as we as we might say and and uh you know, I, I liked. Uh, there was thrills about sneaking out at night. And, you know, I, I look back and there was a night where, you know, we we ran from the the cops, and you know, I was throwing up in my mouth. I mean, there was there was so so many little like stupid pictures you might take from my teen years where. I professed to know God and I believe that he was and is you know, still my Lord. And I understood what that meant, but I was running from that and trying to find joy and peace and, and fulfillment and in, in some of these temporal buzzes and momentary goods. And, uh, and at the end of all those roads, there was Jesus. And at the end of all those roads, there was nothing besides the things that mattered in this life. My faith, my family, my friends, and uh, and I, I thank God for the grace that he showed me in some of those years where I was just bumping and running with my faith.
0: Yeah, it's amazing as I listen to your story, how you talk about how you were doing some of those things, but through it all, God was still with you. And I think sometimes we forget that even when we're not at our best, God is still there with us. He doesn't give up on us. So I'm glad you brought that up because it just shows that no matter what you do, God is still with you.
1: Even if you think about it, even the, prodigal son was still the son he was still a child of his father that king that 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 master in the you know the new testament that jesus spoke on no matter how far he ran he still had a place that he called home and a father that forgave him when he came back
0: so that is so true and i think about that story quite often what was the event in your life that made you realize that it was about having a relationship with god what led you to come to that conclusion because i'm going to be honest so many people spend years and years and years just doing religion and they never get to the point where they realize oh it's about a relationship with god and not so much all the do's and don'ts because i do personally believe if you love god and you have a relationship with him just like you have a relationship with your spouse there are things you're not gonna do because you just don't want to hurt your spouse, and it's not like they're controlling you because they're not, but you're just doing it out of love. So, at what point in your yeah. life did you realize it was more about the relationship and less so much about the religion?
1: Yeah, good question. I uh, again, since I was raised in, I believe, a, a very solid home, those those um, characteristics of who God was and stuff were instilled and I understood them more and more as the years went on Mm -hmm. I look back to times multiple times all through my especially my teen years where I uh, came to my the end of myself and in moments and even I look back to a pivotal point in my life where I knew I was a child of God and I knew that he would forgive me and had the grace to forgive me but I look back to pivotal points in my life where I was just I was I was in a place where I deserved the worst that life could give me. I was in a place where you know, I deserved to be with the wrong person. Uh, and spe- speaking in regards to marriage and 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 a future with, I, I deserved to 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 have nothing of value in this life because of because of uh, the mistakes that I chose intentionally, knowing the outcome and the consequences that could come of those things. I chose to walk out in, and and through it all, you know, the Spirit's calling and and. Trying to coax us back because he has a better plan for us, and 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 I found myself wrestling against that. Right. And uh, so the pivotal points in my life were probably times when the consequences finally set in, and and slapped me in the face and woke me up. And I remember sitting in my car one afternoon listening to, uh, it was Andy Mineo's song called "Tug of War," where Andy uh, Mineo s- states in the song "Tug of War." You want to put treasures inside my hands, but you cease because they're clamped, holding on to sins I won't release. Right. And, and he goes on to express the, some of the very deep longings that I had inside of my soul. And again, knowing that I was a child of God, I still felt, fell away from the things that, that he would have for me. And uh, I found myself repenting, and and I remember I even I even at, as seven at a seventeen as a seventeen year old a young man I, I moved out of my parents' house for a time with their permission and their blessing mm-hmm. to be um, I went there was a secluded place with some family friends that was under a solid church that was probably five hours away from my hometown I I, I told my parents after thinking and praying about it I need to get out of this place for a time so that I might come focus on god and his word and things that needed to be instilled deeper into my life um and and i just felt that i was dangerously too close to some things that would easily mess me up in my weakest points and so um, i had to realize that sometimes uh repentance doesn't just stop at repentance it start it, it continues with taking action and and doing some crazy things to push against things that would tear away from the relationship that i had with my heavenly father and the blessing that comes from that and the abundant life that I desire to have in Christ. And, uh, so I, I moved out, uh, my parents' house for a time. And when I, when I got back during that season of revival, it was crazy. I, I met my wife, the, my, the lady I, who I'd marry uh, a year and a half later, Awesome. a year and a half later. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's the rest is history. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that and the kind of the changes that have trans- transpired since then. But, yeah, the, the pivotal points in my life were just just those times where God used the reality of, of, of the sins that he called out early on, you know, thousands of years ago when he, when he wrote them down and said that this isn't good for you, dude. Um, he those, The reality of those things set in and, and really woke me up to, God, you are my, you, you know what's best and I just need to trust you.
0: Yeah, the fact that you had the clarity at that young age to actually think about this And actually take yourself out of the situation says a lot about your maturity because a lot of people may not have seen that, you know, sometimes we see ourselves like falling and falling and doing all kinds of stuff. We're just like, I should stop. I should stop, but we never do. We just keep going. So the fact that you could see that, Oh, this is not going to end well and actually stop and remove yourself from the situation says a lot to your maturity level at that age. I know you're into music. We played a lot of your songs in a podcast. And so, after that happened, how did, did the music come in? After you got clarity and you decided you wanted to have that relationship with God, or were you doing music before?
1: Um, so, the seriousness of the music came in after I started giving everything to God. <laughs> the desire to do music and to make music and that dream, that passion, was mm-hmm. something that God instilled with me in, within me as like an eight-year-old, a, an eight-year-old boy. Like I knew that I wanted to do this. It, Someday I'm going to be a professional music artist. wasn't sure what that meant, and you know I I still don't know if I've arrived. But I know that I am well in God's will right now for this season in life. Even if I'm not where I feel like I should be or where I desire to be, and I wish I knew more or wish I had more opportunity and things like that, I know that um, after I surrendered all to God, He started opening those doors. And if I if I could say that I would change one thing in my life, it would. And regret one thing, had to pick one thing. It was that I didn't surrender all earlier on because, man, once I did, my eyes were not only open but my, my life and my perspective and the, the doors that God wanted to open probably for me as a, as a teenager desiring to do music and to, to, th- to do things like that. Those all, all started opening up and continue to do so. And it all started with complete surrender and i think so often us people as youth people who are younger don't think that that it really matters that much and they can mess around a little bit or i'll figure it out when i get older and all this other you know that that you know you thought as a kid i'll just i'll worry about it when i get older and then as a young young man i thought oh, i'll worry about it when i get older and just surrender all there, there's no better place to be the right where god wants you and uh i can attest to that even now
0: You said a couple of things that I found to be totally interesting. The first thing was when you were talking about how when you were a little boy, like eight years old, you had this desire to do music. And I get that. I totally understand because I remember being eight or nine, 10, and I had this desire to sing and just write songs and do music. And of course, as I got older, I tried to push it away, but it's something that always came back. And it's this... um, It's this lady, she does um, artist development. Her name is Carrie Cole. And she talks about how as a child, she also had a desire to do music and how she tried to push it away. But how one thing she realized is that the longer you push it away, it's not going away. You need to just work on it because it always comes back. This is always something that you're going to want to do. And I just find it amazing that sometimes, because I do believe that sometimes God gives people desires to do something because that's what he wants you to do and he gives you a desire to do it and the more you try to push it away it doesn't go away because that is what you are meant to do and sometimes it may take a while for it to happen but like you said once you surrender and follow his lead then you will see a lot of those things take place so that was one thing that you said that i totally found interesting and also when you were talking about your one regret i so get that because It's like you do think when you're younger that you have all this time. You never think that something could happen to you. You're like, oh, I have time. I wait till I get older. I wait till this. I wait until after that. But sometimes we don't realize that the sooner we just surrender to God, the better it is for us, just because God knows what we're going to do. He knows the mistakes we can make, the mistakes we're going to make. He knows the consequences. And He's trying to help us avoid those decisions and even though yes he is there when we make those bad decisions but he also is a proactive guy who wants to try to help us avoid doing a lot of those things so i totally understand that whole regret thing and i think that's a good regret to have you know rather than something else that's a good regret to have it's a regret that probably encompasses a lot
1: but you know thank god i can learn through even the mistakes and the worst of times too so
0: yeah yeah now, I do follow you on social media, and I saw that recently you got um, your license to be a pastor. Please tell yep. me, how did all of this come about? Did you want to be a pastor when you were younger, or did this no. just happen when you were older?
1: <laughs> no, I definitely, people were like, you're going to be a pastor like your dad? And I said, no, nope, that's not, that's not going to happen. Not that I didn't love God. I just thought, that's, that's just not me. And the older I got, the more passionate I got not only for music but just ministry in general, and being so direct in everything that I say and try to do in my life that I, how could I not just how can I not speak on these things and God's giving me platforms to sing on why would I not couple that with with uh diving into his word with trying to to give people some some truth and to to divide it to where they can understand and things like that and so uh, the older I get, the more that, that the passion to not only sing, but to teach and to preach and to to to, to divide the word of God for people has just uh, just grown. And and uh, I, yeah, I had the privilege to, to be ordained and licensed uh, uh, a few months ago, um, at least from the recording of this uh, podcast. And yeah. uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, who knows? I mean, maybe God has a full time uh, pastoral ship that I can take. And again, I, I always feel like there'll be music involved. And, uh, and, and my goal and my desire right now, and as, as it's been for years, is to do music ministry full-time. But That doesn't mean that I couldn't uh, combine that with, uh, with, with preaching uh, through a church, or, or maybe God would just have me have uh, the ability to teach and preach to, to combine with the, the music and the, the ministry efforts through uh, the platforms he gives me musically. So, yeah, lots of little things, and I'm excited to see see what kind of doors that opens as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, it goes together because it's a ministry either way, singing and being yeah. a pastor. It's like you yeah. can do both. There are a lot of ministers out there who also sing. So I think it goes hand in hand. Now, if you were to yeah. get a church, um, how I guess the question is, there are a lot of times I've talked to people and they've had negative experiences in church and they've had bad experiences. So oh, yeah, from your point of view, if you were a pastor, how would you go about trying to make sure and ensure that everyone felt God's love and there wasn't so much judgment and negativity and things that a lot of people experience in church? That's
1: a good question. Um, the, the premise for, 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 for the love of God should always be that we are never worthy of God's love. Like none of us, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how bad you think you are, none of us are technically worthy of his love. And that's what makes his love so amazing. That's what makes that grace so amazing is is that we, God knowing how bad we are or how bad we could be or how bad we will be or how bad we've been, still decided to die on that cross to pay the ultimate price in full and, and to rise again to prove that he was God for us i remember i posted a little thought in, from a devotional that i i uh i was doing yesterday and 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 the thought came to mind when i was i think i was just praying actually and and the thought of god's love and how truly deep and deep that was uh just 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 brought me to tears as i thought because god god knows even you know me as a child of god he knows that i'm going to do things that do not honor him in right. like in the future and he still chooses to stick around just imagine if, if that's how we – like if I knew every detail of every thought, every action, everything that my wife did it was going to do against me or that I w- she knew everything that I was going to do against her or something like that, just imagine – what kind of feelings we would have towards that person. Yes. If we had all the knowledge, right. In that one moment about that person, God has all of that in detail and he still chooses to stick around and to use us and to guide us and to hold us and to carry us. And so, uh, as a, if if I ever had a chance to, to pass through a church, I, I'd want people to understand, you know, first and foremost, like God's love is infinite. It is, his, his love is unconditional. And, uh, and so, so when we realize that 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 should change us. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you said at the beginning, it's not about, it's not about religion. It's not about a checkbox. It's not about right. the laws because Christ fulfilled the laws, yeah. but truly when we love him, we will keep his commandments. When we love him, we will see that he has a better plan for us. Mm-hmm. Any so much better than anything. We think that we can pull together for ourselves in our short amount of life that we, he's, that he's given us here to live. Yeah. So Um, I'd want to convey that clearly and then whatever opportunities, and especially if if I had the opportunity to pastor a church.
0: Yeah, I was thinking this morning that I was dealing with some things, thinking about some things, and it's funny because you know how it's like you have those moments where you're like, well, God, you're asking questions, and then out of the blue, you may hear something on the radio or you'll just hear something on YouTube and it just speaks Mm. to what you were thinking. And I had an experience like that this morning. and I was like, God, it's just so amazing that you knew something that I was thinking about all this week. And you knew all the questions I was asking you. And this is how you answered it. Because they answered it exactly. And to me, I just think that God's love for us is just so amazing. Because like you said, God knows the things we're going to do. And even though we are trying our best, God knows we're not perfect. and He knows we're going to fall and we're going to make mistakes. But even with that, he loves us anyway. I remember Amen. when Amen. I was um I remember when I was younger someone told a story about they were like, Okay, so if you had a kid and you knew that if you had this kid, they were going to kill you, would you still have the kid? And I thought about that at that age. I was like, Absolutely not. Like why would I have a child knowing <laughs> they would kill me? Like, I'm sorry, uh, that would just not work for me. But then they brought it home by saying, Well, you know, that's what God did. He knew that the people who crucified him were going to kill him, but he let yeah. them be born anyway. He knew oh, yeah. what we would do. Like you were saying, he knew he knows everything about us and he still chose to love us because God makes a choice to love us. I think that he chooses yeah. every yeah. day to love us. And it just says a lot about who he is and how deep his love is for us. You know, that's why I love that song, Reckless Love, because it just shows, you know, how much God actually loves us. Some people would be like, that's insane. That's the most reckless thing I ever heard. Because I'm sure if a boyfriend or girlfriend did those things, we would dump them, okay? <laughs> we would yeah, be yeah. done. <laughs> it and would not be, be So, Exactly, yeah. yeah. But God still sticks around and he still chases us and he's relentless in his love for us. So that That's is amazing. something that I find that is totally amazing. Yeah. Now you are also, you have a lot of things going on. You're also a fellow podcaster. So how did this happen? What inspired you to do that? And just tell me more about your podcast.
1: Um, so the the podcast kind of stemmed from just my desire to speak into, um, just very similar to, for, to what you're doing, but my desire over the last couple of years to speak into uh, the culture and to provide quality uh, content and hopefully provide some truth and light. The podcast um, specifically, and in most episodes focuses on on issues that we as Christians talk about and deal with in scripture and we do somewhat of a bible study and uh and things like that and we 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 dissect uh not only cultural truths things that where the scripture just completely uh, applies to situations that we see in culture uh, but we dive into historical evidence and things like that for the Christian faith. I love apologetics. I love the ideas or not the ideas, but the, uh, the defense of the Christian faith. I love knowing a bit more about what I believe and why. And so this podcast called Bold Believer, um, uh, it will hopefully continue to grow and we'll continue to learn as we post our weekly episodes on Wednesdays. Um, and, and we can use these episodes as tools to fortify and to build up the body of Christ. And then if somebody who, who doesn't know Christ uh, stumbles along looking for truth, or desires to know more about God, hopefully we can provide that framework uh, as you, as your goal is to do through the finding God podcast and, uh, and give them maybe some more uh, truth and evidence to, to show them that, Hey, we're not just saying we have blind faith here. You know, uh, we're not just saying believe and that's, that's all you got to do. And you know that because every religion in this world tells you to believe every religion in this world has some sort of answer that claims to be the way.
0: Yeah. Jesus
1: said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the father, but by me. And 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 if that's true, then that'll show forth in other areas historically and and spiritually and in the world and reality and today. And so so we want to dissect and dive into topics that revolve around uh, all those things that I just mentioned, and uh, and hopefully uh, come out just being a little closer to God and being a more bold about our faith.
0: You are so right about that. When you mentioned that every religion has says that you know this is the right way. We're the only. We have the truth, and. You know, I just see it like this. There's a lot of religions. Everyone's saying that they have the truth. And I just think that God is the only truth, you know? And I do believe other religions can be helpful. They do have some of the truth, but no one has anything because God has everything. So my whole thing is like, if you are looking to God, regardless of the religion you're in, you will have the truth because you have God. That's the thing that matters. And so I like how you said, Every religion claims to have the truth or some part of the truth. Because something that, you know,
1: anybody with with half a brain will look in and realize is not everybody, if they all make truth claims and all their truth claims are different, they can't all be right. Either they're all wrong or there's some truth. The truth is somewhere, somewhere in there. And, uh, and I believe when you put Jesus to the test, not only based on what he said and what he did and the miracles he did in his life, but through things like the resurrection and the prophecy yeah. of his life and his death and his birth and all these things, you will find without a shadow of a doubt that he is that way. And 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 it's amazing how unique Christianity is among every other religion. You won't find any other religion that states God did it all for you. Trust in that for your salvation that that I mean among every other religion there's something you got to do in Christianity and in true Christianity you find that God did the work for you and now he calls us to be his children to accept what he did on the cross and to work that out to walk that out and to follow him every day and it's just an amazing journey
0: it is and I think it's so exciting because when you have to actually do the work to try to save yourself that's exhausting because we can't do it. So trying to do something yeah. that we were never meant to do is exhausting. So, yeah.
1: Always fall short. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So tell me, if there was someone out there who was looking for God, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them to help them find God?
1: Uh, it, it all depends on the person because I believe we're not all called to uh, everyone. Everyone is not going to be one or okay. or witness to or the gospel is not going to be shared the same way to everyone. The gospel is the same, but the way in which it is shared, how people come to that knowledge is not going to be the same. And so um, if the person's super critical and desires physical evidence to know a bit more so that they can have a foundation to what they believe, I would tell them first and foremost, look to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean that is the – the nail in the coffin if he did not rise we're serving a dead god just like everybody else and 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 if the person is um uh, desires you know they're more spiritual they want to see god's you know god at work and things like that i challenge them just to just to to look around at at how god has shaped and changed this world like literally up till very recently we had our like everyone had their calendars centered around the the birth of a Christ, uh, the birth of a a savior named Jesus Christ. You know, BC and AD were, or was how we structured our calendar at one point. You know, there's echoes of God all through history. And so again, it, it coming to the people where they're at and trying to understand people, just like I needed to be understood, just like you need to be understood, like trying to understand people where they're at and then know what point is what point of contention can we address or can the Bible address or can can we point them to to bring them to the truth is, is crucial because you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to win everybody the same way. The gospel you know, again the gospel is the same. What Christ did on the cross is free and is for everyone and it is the only way, but the way in which people come to that knowledge and understanding who Christ is and, and, and accepting that for themselves mm-hmm. Will be different, so so yeah. I guess that's my long explanation for just basically it. It just depends on the person. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I like that because it's true. Like sometimes we think it's a cookie cutter thing. Like okay, so we'll do this, we'll do that, and then somebody will find God. But like you said, we are all so different, and so. Even our relationship with God is different. So the thing that helps us to find God or be introduced to him has to be different because what works for me is not going to work for you. And what works for you is not going to work for your wife or your kids or even my kids. So it's so different. I'm glad that you brought that out because you let it, you help remind us all that it's not one way. God has, thousands of ways to reach each person because he knows who we are. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you spending time with us today. And I can't wait for us to hear your podcast about being a bold believer. But before we go, do you have any way for anyone to contact you if they wanted to get in contact with you or listen to your podcast or your music? How can we get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, uh, Facebook is probably my preferred use. Um, I you know look me up under Josh Schneider if you want to find uh, what we do musically. Uh, that's under Josh Schneider Music. Um, the podcast itself is on uh, Anchor and Spotify and uh, iTunes and a few other uh, platforms, mainline platforms like that. And you can find the Bold Believer podcast under its name, the Bold Believer. And uh, and yeah, if you want to reach out on any of those platforms, I, I'm always. I'm always, uh, excited to see people, uh, to connect with new people and to, to see that, you know, they, they heard something and that they, you know, desired either to inquire about something, whether it be of, of God or maybe, uh, an opportunity to, to do uh, live shows. Those are things that we were always looking for opportunities to perform and to, to speak and to minister and to, to volunteer, to serve, whatever the case might be. And we'd love to connect with you, uh, wherever you're at. And, uh, see where god takes it essentially so yeah facebook's probably my main line of source of connection you can also find us on instagram at josh schneider music and uh or you can email me at uh josh at gmail.com if you got any questions comments or concerns i'd love to love to speak with you and, and we could uh talk further about anything so
0: okay well guys if you didn't have a chance to write all that down no worries i have it taken care of all of this will be in the Rewind show notes. It yeah rewind it oh yeah that too yeah Yeah. so you can either (laughs) rewind it or go to the show notes or do both and you will get all of this information and you can get in contact with josh josh thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast i truly appreciate hearing how you found god and having you here on the show Well, thank you
1: so much for the time and let me uh, ramble a little bit about things that I'm so passionate and excited about.
0: What an amazing interview. My favorite part of the interview was when Josh talked about how even though he grew up in a Christian home, he still needed God's love and God's grace and how he developed a relationship with God. I also found it amazing that he was able to see at such a young age that his life was getting out of control and then have the foresight to take himself out of that situation so that he could work on his relationship with God. You know what? Sometimes that is exactly what we have to do in order to work on our relationship with God. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from toxic relationships, churches, or people so that we can spend time with God and work on that relationship with Him. So if you are feeling like you need some space to get closer to God or you're feeling overwhelmed, then give yourself the freedom and the space that you need to spend that time with God and get to know Him on a personal level. The song that we are going to listen to this week is a song by our guest and our artist of the week, Josh Snyder, called All My Life.
2: started on the fly, when girl you caught my eye We shook each other's hands, on that 4th July We didn't understand, yeah we didn't know It got it a bigger plan, though you and me were broke. Yeah. We talked that whole week long, and then you headed home Mississippi girl, we took some time to grow I did it over the phone, from my Montana home Days turned into months, as we came closer Now I'm laying True. Mm-hmm. My stood in and, and through that foggy daybreak We moved to set a date yeah. Crazy to look back over our life All the mistakes, pain and plight Now I got you by my side I'm so blessed, yeah, thanks to Christ Far from the perfect man But I hope you understand That I never want to leave you So take these calloused hands, hold me tight Now I'm standing next to you Saying that I do
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or a family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave me a review so that I can see how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with me or with Josh, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes and all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that is all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.